0: Lock Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 radio. This is the Bulldozer Matt Tremont, and if there's one place to listen to on the internet, every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio. Period. Bar none. Just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt, but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town, and Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the acid of bad internet radio and has become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent. Spirit of Dragon, of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga a real a cow, Mike. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that doc, you homie. Fuck that. Black D. Oh. This is bullshit, man. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. And you, fuck you. Who's And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction, hosted by J.Cad Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza. Kids Radio. Oh shit! January sixth. 2018 welcome to yakuza kick radio i'm your host J. Cal morris uh look i i haven't done a solo show in a minute <clears throat> i just keep paying for this fucking service and not doing a motherfucking thing with it so look i wanted to do this show tonight and uh you know i don't know how long i'm gonna go whatever it'll be what it's gonna be um i wanted to give kind of a definitive explanation for where i'm at with wrestling and why I, i'm all set I'm i'm all set with it um, you know, week in and week out, yeah, I do the show with Shaheen and um I I really enjoy doing the show with Shaheen. Um you know, he he still currently follows wrestling. He follows wrestling very heavily. He's very very into it. He's where I was years ago. Uh, probably when I was his age. I'm almost 10 years older than Shaheen. So 10 years ago, I was very very into wrestling. So I'm able to, you know, converse with Shaheen, and I somewhat still follow wrestling online. I I could say that I still follow wrestling online, but I don't I don't really watch it anymore. Um. Um. The most recent thing I have watched wrestling wise is is I did um, yesterday, the day before, I watched the third part of the Tremont Gauge trilogy which I had to watch because I loved the first two. And, um, you know, this, this has somewhat of an aura of what I was, you know, in love with as far as wrestling goes. Um, now, let, let's just go back before I go into what I hate. Let's go back and, and explain, you know, what I love. And, and honestly, before we even go into any of this, I can summarize this entire discussion with I've matured and – there's a there was a time where you know wrestling was cool to me and the things that went on in and around wrestling was cool to me and I think I've just outgrown it I think I've gotten to the point where my my maturity and and you know I mean there's going to be a good amount of this that I shit on fans so I'm not you know saying this to try to you know keep myself from shitting on fans but I'm not you know, saying that in a disrespectful manner where, you know, Hey, I'm mature and all you motherfuckers aren't, I'm just saying like, my life has changed. My, my opinions, my, um, just, just overall the way I operate has changed quite a bit. And that, that for the most part is the biggest thing that's changed as far as, um, cause there's a lot that's changed within wrestling, but there's a lot that's just the same and it's catering to a younger audience. And I was that younger audience, you know what I mean? So let's just go back to, um, the era that I found fondness. And, um, you know, I, I watched wrestling a lot when I was a kid, you know, I, you know, ultimate warrior guy, um, as a, a you know, little little bit before that, I was up the barber beefcake guy because you know as a kid, it was just really cool that you know he was altering these motherfuckers, man. He put them to sleep. He cut their motherfucking hair. You know, it was, it was some shit where it was like, yo, you ain't gonna be the same if the barber gets a hold of you. <laughs> you know, like as a kid, that shit was cool to me. You know what I mean? He he put you to sleep and he fuck he cut your hair. Like you know, you lose a match with this fucking guy, you're not gonna look the same next week. You know what I mean? And you know, for for a kid. That was like I guess a sense of realism to me, because if you did cut your fucking hair, it shit was legit, you know? So, um that that was, you know, probably one of my first favorite wrestlers. And then the Ultimate Warrior was like very soon after and just became like my fucking dude. I did the whole Halloween costume, you know, fucking poofed up hair and all of that shit and um, you know, the face paint, everything. Love the Ultimate Warrior, his intensity, his um you know, just, just overall, like he, he was on some next level shit. So, um, you know, I watched wrestling for years and I was never like a NWA guy or, um, any of that other stuff, I never really got into WCW, NWA, any of that type of thing. I was a WWF kid. Um, I really, I mean, I I probably had access if I seeked it out, um, as far as, you know, watching the other stuff, but I really never did. Um, no one in my family was really like into wrestling at all. So it was just kind of like my own thing. It wasn't like celebrated in the household that like my father was down with it or anything. My father would be the one that walked in the room and be like, God, oh, this shit's fake. This shit is garbage. Yeah. I mean, so I, I it wasn't really embraced as far as that, that goes. Um, I liked it. It was what it was, but you know, it wasn't like, yo dude, ch- turn on this other channel. Some more wrestling's on like, so, um, I knew a couple of people that watched the other stuff, but I never really um, was around much for, you know, them really getting into it to like, you know, hitch on to what they were up to or anything. So um, that was that. That was like, you know, early on um, when I hit my teenage years, I, I just turned into a knucklehead like most most kids. Well, I don't know if it's most kids, but I did. You know, and I and I started drinking and smoking weed and all of that type of shit and hanging out with all sorts of motherfuckers and and like honestly at that at that point I didn't, wrestling wasn't even a thing to me it was you know I was doing other shit you know I I started to branch out and fucking hit all sorts of areas I didn't belong in and you know um just just started to do different shit you know so as I started to do that and find different trouble to get into and shit like that wrestling just wasn't a thing um when i moved up north um trying to think of what age that even was um i like 18 i um i i started watching the raw and this was like attitude era um so i started watching raw and i started watching nitro and my dude stan i used to hang with he'd fucking he was really into wrestling so he helped really get me in, back into wrestling Um, and we, you know, we would fucking Monday night, man, we'd fucking, we'd chill out, we'd watch fucking back to back raw and nitro. We'd tape one fucking downstairs at my grandma's house. I'd have my uncle run the fucking tape downstairs. We'd run the other tape upstairs, you know, so depending on which one was fucking hot at the moment, you know, we'd, we'd switch to one or switch to the other, you know, whatever the case was, but well, we were watching the other one right the fuck after, you know what I mean? We were, we were, you know, and the, the second one we knew it, when we watched, we can fast forward through the commercials and shit, but the first one we were just going to watch live and, you know, and, um, so we would do that and, uh, you know, shit, shit got cool as fuck to me. Uh, my boy Danny, he had the, the black box and shit. So we'd fucking, we'd talk him up on it. Cause he wasn't really watching the nitros and the, the raws as much, but we'd fucking get him hyped up on why we need to watch that pay-per-view. You know what I mean? And uh, it didn't cost him shit. So we'd go over there and watch it on the big screen TV. And this is when a big screen TV was still. Shit, man. I mean, time is fucking flying. You know, 18 years old. That all of a sudden, that shit's almost like over 20 years ago now for me. You know what I mean? That's fucking crazy. So anyway, you know, big screen TV, we're talking about some shit that, you know, half the size of a fucking car to, to form a TV that realistically isn't bigger than the one I got in my room right now. You know what I mean? Like, you got like a 40 something inch TV. That's a big, bad motherfucker, you know, like 50 inch TV, like this motherfucker's is crazy. You know, you, you'd have people coming from all sorts of places because you got the big screen and, uh, you know, we, so we'd go over there and we'd watch, we'd watch a pay-per-view and shit like this, um, you know, this shit just got real cool to me, you know, because it just, I don't know, it, it called me up in that attitude era, and it was all fucking fresh to me again, um, Stan started, watch, you know, turning me on to the fucking, um, ECW too, so then that was, uh, like, you know, um, you know, two in the morning, whatever the fuck, MSG channel type shit, so we, you know, I, I catch that shit too, he, he'd, he'd get tapes from somewhere, And, uh, you know, we'd be watching some of that crazy shit, too. At some point, he got the fucking uh, King of the Death from fucking um, Japan with, with, uh, you know, Cactus Jack, Terry Funk shit. We're watching this crazy shit. Um, So, you know, and and at the time, I didn't have access to really rides or anything. I didn't drive. I I don't drive. Um, And, um, you know, the, the dude I was hanging with that was like a wrestling fan, we weren't really driving around any fucking where. So um, I I really didn't have access to be attending shows, so every, every bit of my, um, my viewership was all just coming through just me, you know, hanging with, you know, with my dude fucking watching, watching the fucking Raw, watching the Nitro, watching some ECW, and this and that, and I, you know, I got really into it, um, again, you know, still doing knucklehead shit, um, so, there, you know, I had my flashes of not having time for it and this and that, but for the most part, we were pretty regular on watching the fucking Raw Nitro, fucking Smackdowns, the fucking, uh, Thunder, um, you know what I mean? So, um, playing the fucking wrestling video games, all of that shit. So, um, then, a couple of years later, I moved down, back down this way. Um, you know, where I was living, you know, uh, up with my grandma was Woodbridge, Port Reading, up there. So then when I moved back down here, which is, you know, like Tom's River area, Seaside area, Lacey. Um so when I moved back down here, um you know, I was still watching a little bit of wrestling. You know, was was pretty current on my you know, raw and all of that type of stuff. And um trying to think of when the the, the crossover happened with the raw nitro buyout shit. Might have been before, might have been after I moved back. I don't remember. But um so you know, I, I started to really get into the ECW and all of that type of shit. Um I'm trying to think of what year this was. Late nineties. So then um you know, started getting into ECW, still watching the T V stuff. Start to see, you know, posters and stuff like that, and like, oh, shit, the, you know, they're running a little wrestling show here, or a little wrestling show there, for the most part, it was shindies you know, occasionally you get, like, you know, The, the Wall or uh, Chris Candido or, or, or someone on the main event that you've heard of, and that would be your draw, you know what I mean, so, and... and you know, the, these are the same type of shows that still happen, and it, it doesn't interest me in the least, but th- there's always been a place for shindies. There's always been a place for, you know, drawing those young eyeballs that saw this guy on TV a couple years ago, drawing that guy in, and, and you know, putting on some form of a wrestling show. So, I don't know, those guys on the fucking, most of the guys on the, the bottom part of the car don't belong fucking wrestling, wouldn't make it anywhere that actual entertainment is involved, but they pass as far as wrestlers and these schools continue to just train them and, and qualify them as wrestlers. And it's the schools that are running the shows that put them on and it's cheap and it's, or free or whatever the case is, this, this is what a shindy is built off of, you know what I mean? And and back then that was fine for me. Um, one I stumbled upon that, um, ended up being like a gold mine was Donnie B's shit, which, uh, was big buck promotions initially. And ended up turning into Phoenix Championship Wrestling. For those who don't know who Donnie B is, Donnie B is Nova's brother. Um, So he was running shows and I had been to a couple like the NWA, New Jersey or whatever the fuck it was called. And you know you'd see the backseat boys on them, and at the time, you know you had Edge and, Heart, Edge and Christian and the Hardys doing the fucking ladder match shit on TV, and that was like some of my favorite shit. Like they were doing some crazy shit, you know, off of those ladders and chairs and all of that shit. I I really liked that. So when I started seeing what the backseats were doing, like those those motherfuckers were doing ladder matches that were piggybacking off of what they saw on TV for sure. You know they were they were riding the wave, but they were taking um you know depending on the show, you know, uh, CZW, they would do a little bit more, um, Rick blade, Nick Mondo, um, where Mondo might not have been booked for all the Jersey shows. So a lot of times like Nick Burke would be the, um, you know, the guy who was, who was with blade. So a lot of times you would get Rick blade, Nick, Nick Burke versus the backseats. And it it was like, they were doing in front of like 50 people. And I know I've told these stories a lot of times, but I'm, I'm trying to go chronologically through my whole shit here, um, so, they would do shit that, like, you know, 50 fucking people in the crowd, like, people that didn't even give a fuck, like, they were just as happy to see, like, the fucking eighth joint the Clown as they were for this match, like, they didn't give a fuck if any of this was going on, but these dudes were just doing, like, like, Blade was doing shit, like, he'd put a chair, two chairs on the outside with a ladder braced between the two chairs, right? Fucking metal ladder. And he'd do just like a fucking tope. Johnny'd move off the fucking ladder and he would just eat the metal ladder on the fucking gym floor, like straight up out of the ring onto the fucking ladder. (coughs) Like tope swanton type shit. (laughs) Like just fucking eat the fucking ladder. And again, like 50 people in the crowd tops. Forty-five of those motherfuckers didn't give a shit about what just happened, and my mind is blown, man. I'm watching this shit like, yo, and they're doing like they're doing the um, I forget what they call that shit, like the the Gator Special or some shit, where they would do, where like uh, what the fuck did they do? Like Johnny held the fucking ladder like a open like an alligator's mouth or whatever. They more or less did like a acid did like an acid bomb which was like a razor's edge backwards you know what i mean so he held the guy the other way and then kind of launched him forward and johnny caught the motherfucker in a ladder like a cutter <laughs> i mean like this was the type of shit that they were doing 2000 like the year 2000 in front of like 50 fucking people at the family show <coughs> so they were doing this just wild wild shit and that shit caught my eye immediately and um you know, I talked to them after the show, and, like, yo, dude, yeah, like, you're doing shit I don't even see on TV, like, it, it's some next-level shit, like, what the fuck is going on, and they're like, dude, you, you know, you like this stuff, you should really check out CZW, you like, CZW, like, what is that, you know, and, oh, it's in Sewell, and Sewell was, like, an hour away from me, and I still never heard of fucking Sewell, I, I don't know many people that have heard of Sewell now, other than, you know, the few people that know You know, the people that know about CZW or wrestling or, or, you know, anything like that. Like, if you don't know anything about wrestling, if you talk to someone who's never, you know, watched any kind of CZW or indie wrestling or anything like that, and you say, like, Sewell, they're like, what the fuck, where is that? Unless their cousin lives in Sewell, which is very rare because it's not a big place. Um, You know, Sewell's not, like, a well-known fucking place. So, is kind of tucked away somewhere. And, um... So I'll uh, I'll go to the, you know that in a second as far as, you know, watching that, but Donnie B's promotion, um, which ended up being Phoenix Championship Wrestling, um but man, they were bringing in Christopher Daniels when he had blonde hair. Not only hair, blonde hair. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like the sting cut, you know what I mean? Like old school sting cut. Um you know, they, they were bringing in Kazarian, they were bringing in, you know, the SAT, Amazing Red, low key, fucking the Hit Squad, I mean, Xavier, I mean, they were bringing in all sorts of motherfuckers, and, I mean, this shit, when you look back at the talent they were putting on there, you would wish that some of these indie joints would, would even book the talent that they were booking then, and it was like, it was secondary, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even like, yo, these dudes are taking over or anything like that. They were drawing decent little crowds and shit, but you know, it wasn't even like you know what these indies are now, like these big house indies and you know, the all the exposure and everything that they're getting now. It's it wasn't like that, but they, you know, they were they were booking those fucking guys and um, who you know were the main fucking indie indie names for the most part, you know, and guys who obviously turned out to be even bigger than that. Um, so anyway, you know, we went to go check out CCW. um, February, 2001, crushing the competition. Uh, the first thing that drew me is, you know, Johnny told me that, yo, uh, you know, like to Jerry, super crazy. Like, yeah, they're going to be at the fucking show next month. And like, oh shit. Like I know those fucking guys. I mean, they're tearing it up against each other on TV, like on, on, on ECW. So, I'm like, fucking sold me. I'm like, you know, who's CZW's champion? He's like, oh, it's Dude Justice Payne. You know, he's he's pretty good. He, You know, he's he's kind of well-rounded. He does a bunch of different shit or whatever. But, yeah, you should just come check it out. And, you know, when we walked in there, well, first off, we drove there. And uh, we got lost like a motherfucker. We drove around and around and around Sewell. We passed Gurk's Deli, like, fucking 12 times because, I mean, at one point we got to – um somewhere in fucking sewell and it might even been one of the places that these these cats have run since then um but we got into some little plaza it looked like some kind of sports you know shit was going on there and we knew we were looking for an indoor soccer arena so we're like maybe this is it and that was not it we asked people there like yo do you know where champs is and they're like champs in the mall i'm like fuck man like first off we didn't see any signs of a fucking mall in this town at all but yet they heard of a mall but definitely not champ soccer arena so we drove around like a motherfucker until we finally finally uh i think we actually asked a cop and they escorted us there which was funny because we were like smoking blunts in the car and shit like minutes before like <laughs> minutes before we asked the cop how to fucking get to the thing so anyway they drive us over there more or less we follow him over there <laughs> and, uh, so we got to the Champ Soccer Arena And this is just, like, looks like a warehouse There's, like, no sign on the motherfucker Nothing, man And, uh, you know, we get up in there And Just Amazing We somehow made it on time This show started with Tajiri and Super Crazy 101 So They did their fucking exchanges You know, their quick fucking match shit Bam, bam, bam Hitting all their quick spots and you know, then it was broken up by Justice Payne and um I think Mondo, you because know, it was gonna be Mondo Blade and Um Super Crazy and it was gonna be Payne to Jerry later on. So like it was just such a quick introduction to like here's the shit you saw on TV and liked, here's what the fuck we're doing, and here's it all at once. And fucking bam, welcome to CZW, You know what I mean? That was I think the same show too that the fucking SAT debuted. So, um I could be wrong, maybe they, you know, had one show before in Delaware or something, but as far as Jersey went, that was their first CZW. I think that was the first show that the Briscoes were in Jersey and CZW too. Um so and that was like a big eight man or some some kind of shit like that. So you had the fucking SAT, you had the Briscoes. Um, I think Divine Storm was up in that one. Um And then you got the hardcore match, which was like Lord Everett DeVore, Pondo, um, Wife Beater, Nate Hatred, Um, trying to think of who else, but crazy shit going on, Lobo, fucking Lobo took the fucking press slam off of like a soccer, you know, like the judges sit on them fucking soccer chairs, took a press slam off of that shit. Grabbed the fucking Iron Man title while he was held in the press slam. Thrown through a burning stack of fucking barbed wire tables that weren't going out. And they're trying to pull him off of the fucking burning fucking tables while he's stuck to the barbed wire. Like, dude, this is, I never saw any fucking thing like this. Nothing at all. Like nothing else, they sometimes say. Um, I mean, it was just amazing. I was immediately fucking hooked. And I went every fucking month to CZW for a good 12, probably 12 years. Missed a month here and there. I missed a handful of shows over 12 years. I didn't make it regularly to, like, the Delaware shows or anything. Because the Delaware is, like, a good three-hour trip for me. So I'd make it to the Tournament of Death. Like, I missed Tournament of Death 1. I was never the biggest on, like... If they're like, we're going somewhere new next month, I'd be like, yeah, maybe, maybe the next one. So, a lot of times I'd miss, like, the first time in filling the blanks. So, like, uh, Tournament Death 1, I missed that one. Tournament Death 2 through fucking 12 or some shit I was at. Uh, at least. something, Something somethin like that. Plus, like, the Rewind. I think I missed the Fast Forward or the Rewind. I don't remember which. If I looked at the cards, I could tell you, but... Uh, I I did no research or um, fact checking or you know I didn't I didn't line anything up. I just felt like talking, so um, I missed one of those two. Um, but man, like I you know when CCW went to Philly for Cage of Death three, I missed that one because again it was just like. They were going to do Cage of Death, I think, in Jersey, and then shit changed, and they're like, um, yeah, we're going to Philly, and I'm like, I don't even, I don't know nothing about that shit, you know? I never went to see uh, ECW, so, like, ECW Arena meant nothing to me as far as, like, yeah, we're we're going there, and it's like, I don't know shit about that, we'll wait, and so we showed up the next show, which was uh, Answering the Challenge, I believe, which was 2002, Um So we went to, you know, we went to the shows in Jersey from February till, you know, November and then started back started in Philly in January 2002 and just every fucking month, every month. And like the craziest shit we saw there, the aura of CZW was just that outlaw fucking company. And, uh, GCW's using the outlaw thing. I said the word outlaw 800 fucking times on my show and the show is Shaheen. And before you know it, GCW wants to be the outlaw company and, and what they're doing right now. I mean, you, you can't argue with that whatsoever, but, um, it was definitely a, a keyword I was using pretty regularly. Um, and I'm not the only one, so, but anyway, um, it, CCW was a company that, as a fan, you could be proud of that you were part of something special. They weren't trying to cater to fucking everybody. I mean, if you really looked at CZW, they had something for everyone. They really did. They did some comedy wrestling. They did a ton of fucking pure technical wrestling. The high-flying shit was unfucking matched Best of the best. When they launched Best of the Best in, let's not fucking forget it, guys, 2001. Like, stop with the DJ made CZW more wrestling. Bullshit. I heard that fucking fat idiot Don Tony years ago talking on his fucking show, and he goes... One time I showed up as c z w to fly up for x p w and every match was just light tubes and light tubes and light tubes, and I fucking walked out bullshit, never fucking happened. I was there for fucking like I said a decade plus of shows, and they never had a show that was light tubes after light tubes after light. like what g c w is doing right now is what don tony was saying and That never happened in CCW. Unless it was tournament of death, it never happened. There was a couple shows that they did three death matches, but for the most part, it didn't push past three. You had a couple hardcore, you know, like chairs and shit. It really didn't push past, like, three on, like, a regular show. I I just... I know that because I was fucking there and I enjoyed the shit. I enjoyed the deathmatch shit. I enjoyed the hardcore shit, the high flying shit, some of the comedy shit. You know, I was fucking there. You can't rewrite history with me. You know, when fucking millennial dickhead kids like fucking David Starr try to fucking explain to fans, GGW is more wrestling based now than ever. Like you don't know shit. You were like fucking four years old when I started going to CZW. So maybe you picked up a couple fucking tapes. Maybe you watched your free fucking subscription to the fucking CZW network that they put up a tenth of the fucking shows that they've done. While they're meanwhile they're putting up fucking Matt Hardy versus fucking Jeff Jarrett on their fucking network, and still don't have the whole fucking CZW library on there. So please explain to me how you know your fucking fans because you're not even catering to your fucking fans. Again, I, I'm gonna get sidetracked a lot with this shit. Um, but I was there from fucking day one, uh, day one in my eyes. So, but you understand too. When I started going, I didn't have kids. I would fucking go. I would watch that show by the last show that I already attended on fucking VHS and probably buy a T-shirt, possibly an IWA Mid-South show because I started to hear about their talent and I like the deathmatch stuff. So now I'm like, oh shit, these guys do deathmatches. Now I'm buying King of the Deathmatches and now I'm buying fucking, um, you know, different shit from all over the fucking place. A PWG starter run, I see all these fucking names on that, I get the Tango and Cash Invitational, you know, again, like, I was buying the shows I already fucking saw and paid for, I was fucking purchasing each show twice, once live, once again on fucking tape, I couldn't have been a bigger fan than I was, um, that was the type of motherfucker I was, back then, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, back then I was a mark, I mean, there's no maybes about it, man, I had fucking CDs that I burned. That was just the fucking entrance themes of everybody on the fucking card. And I'd be hyped all the way to the fucking show and back rocking the fucking entrance themes. You know what I mean? This is this was the type of shit, man. This is investment. This is how invested I was. When when you know, I started to get you know, I, I was going and before you knew it it was like Yo, I you know I was I was smoking weed all the time like this you know since I was 15 I was smoking weed daily, it, it, over a decade of doing that. Um, Cause I mean I I stopped smoking probably six six years ago because it's almost five years I've been sober off alcohol, and it was almost a year before that that I stopped smoking weed. Um, I just that I got bored of and plus um I'm an addict so either anything is addictive that um you enjoy when you're an addict so it becomes you know you're going to substitute one for the other so when it came you know time to cut shit off i had to cut shit off period but that that one i got bored of first um again not to get on too much of a sidetrack tangent on that but um as you get older um you start to search for energy you start to try to find you know ways to keep yourself awake and alert and energetic and you know i mean so to me, like, that was counterproductive to what I was trying to do, I mean, as you get a little bit older, it's easy to get tired, so, um, we became kind of counterproductive, so, you know, I ended up steering more towards alcohol, and, you know, which led me into my, uh, you know, my, my, my vice with that, so anyway, um, but, you know, I'd go to the shows, I'd smoke weed, I'd roll a bunch of fucking blunts before I went, um, and there was a bunch of wrestlers, I'm not gonna just, you know, fucking put motherfuckers on blast but there's a bunch of wrestlers that you know ended up clicking clicking up with and now we're standing outside before the fucking shows intermission fucking two three times a night I'm hanging out with these motherfuckers that I'm watching bust their ass in the ring we're fucking burning fucking blunts and you know I mean just chilling the fuck out and it was a party atmosphere it was something that to me in the time that my life, you know, where my life was at You know, I didn't have kids I was fucking chilling, man I was just going to wrestling shows Just doing that type of thing, man And and that that to me was cool Because I, I didn't have, that, you know The level of responsibilities of kids Or anything like that You know, I was still working um, All of that But, you know, sat, I've been off Sundays for a long time it's, it's, you know, I've been at my job now for 16 years So you figure, like I've, I've spanned this whole time of, of, you know, watching wrestling through most of the time I've been working here. A little bit before that, as far as the indie stuff went, because uh, I think at some point I was working at a video store when I first started going to CZW, I think. But anyway, um so, you know, it, it was the cool lifestyle to just hang and, and burn and fucking, you know, go to shows and shit like this. I was down for all of it. Over the years, things change, you know, um, I mean, shit, I, I've gone through so many of the phases and vices, um, you know, the, the, the drinking started at some point, and, and then it became, you know, fucking before shows, Viking Hall, man, I'm fucking, I'm getting banged the fuck up, drinking with all sorts of motherfuckers, you know, motherfuckers are on TV now, motherfuckers who, you know, all sorts of shit, man, it, it was a great time, it was a party atmosphere, you know, you can stand around with people And this type of shit still happens You know, you can stand around with people And get fucking drunk and high And all of that shit Before the show, intermission, whatever the fuck And, you know, they'll tell you Oh, yo, last night, man We drank fucking, you know We drank a fifth of this and that And fucked up, yo This happened and that happened And, and, and you know, and that type of shit At that point in my life that sh- That type of shit was alright That shit was entertaining shit to me you know I could um I could co-sign that shit because that was the type of shit I was living in whatever now I'm a couple months away from being 40 years old I got three kids I don't give a fuck about that shit I've been sober almost five years I don't look highly upon that that type of behavior you know I've been there so it's not something that I don't identify with at all but it's not something I respect at this point in my life. So now like a group of people that are just going to sit around and get banged the fuck up and and see how high they can get and, and how drunk they can get on a regular basis. And I mean, to just be a fucking mess on a regular basis, it's not entertaining to me. I don't respect that lifestyle. So a lot of times this is, this is what turns me off from things. It's not just I mean, there's so many levels of of what turn me off from wrestling. But one of the things is the atmosphere in general is is this type of shit. That's that's the atmosphere of wrestling, and these motherfuckers smell bad a lot of times. Um, they're just you're not gonna find too many people in the crowd that you would look at and be like, "Yo, that that motherfucker's an athlete right there," <laughs> and. I, I'm i almost 40 years old and I'm the best athlete I've ever been in my life. I'm stronger, I'm faster, I'm doing shit that I, I could have never fucking imagined when I was living that different type of life. So, I mean, it, it's difficult to sit around these type of people and identify with, with how they're living, you know? And, and it's like you could be around somebody, you could talk to somebody, you can converse with them, but to like meet up with these same people every month and try to be like, yeah, me too, like, it's not really, not really at all, man, Um, and and it's gotten to the point now, too, where half or more than half of the wrestlers that I'm watching aren't nearly the athlete I am, straight up, straight the fuck up, man, and these motherfuckers, they play both sides of the fence, where, let's just use Joey Janela for an example, I was a big Joey Janela fan, Still, that dude busts his ass in the ring. He's a tremendous performer. The dude is willing to die out there. He takes such incredible risks, does such over-the-top stunts and shit in the ring. He's a great wrestler. Um, I've said in the past that, you know, he's the closest thing that I've seen to Trent Acid, <clears throat> which I guess has its pluses and minuses. As far as wrestling goes, there's there's a huge upside um i don't I don't know that he goes you know quite as far down the that bad road as as Trent did, but um you know I was close with Trent as far as a fan fan friend relationship goes. I was very close with Trent um but Joey, for instance, lives a shit life like he lives like a bullshit train wreck life, and he thinks that shit's cute you know he he thinks that shit's entertaining again, you know you take me ten years ago. And I'd fucking agree with him, you know what I mean? I'd probably be the one outside fucking drinking beers with him, and and, you know what I mean? And all that shit. And eating garbage and, you know, whatever the fuck. And at this point, it's not entertaining to me. You know, when you see a dude who you know has all that type of talent... And they're fucking posting, you know, oh, three in the morning. I'm fucking eating Taco Bell from yesterday and fucking I'm on my third 30 pack this week. And it's just like, dude, I mean, you know, been there, done that shit. First off, second off, like that shit's not impressive. And when you come out there and you got a fucking beer gut wrestling and shit, it just it looks like shit. And, you know, to to be embracing that lifestyle and, and being so proud of yourself, living like shit. And then when someone, you know, who's a fan takes offense to that shit and goes like, dude, look at this fucking guy. What the fuck, man? And then he takes offense to that shit like, dude, why would you keep calling me fat? Yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, it is what it is, man. Just fucking be with the fuck you want people to view you as. You know, when I was drinking and just treating myself like shit. I mean, I had all sorts of people deleting me off of fucking Facebook or blocking me or stop talking to me and shit. And I can't fucking blame them one fucking bit because I, I wasn't proud of who the fuck I was. That's why I ended up changing who the fuck I was. So it is what it is, man. You you know, you can fall into whatever crowd that, that makes you happy. If that's the, the life you're living is, is good for you, then good, man. But obviously, you know, it's not going to be good for everybody and, and to each their own. It's not like you know I I'm gonna dictate the way that Joey lives or anything like that. And I'm not just you know the only reason I'm using him as an example is because you know I'm a fan of the dude. Dude ended up deleting me off of Facebook or whatever. And it, it, believe me, it's it's fucking it's it's nothing. It's it's just crazy because it, this isn't a dude that I had any animosity towards or, or anything like that, you know. And it's just it's just the way that shit is turned, you know where. Um you know and and let's you know get off Joey as far as as that goes but let's let's just talk about the the fat the fat shit in wrestling. Um I'm not entertained by big fat motherfuckers just like with their shit out. You know what I mean? Like fat dude in their drawers trying to be athletic doesn't work for me now. Like if you saw a fat dude in his drawers walking the motherfucking shop right the reaction that you would get from the kids, the old ladies, the, the the anybody else who's dressed in full clothing, that's the same reaction that I have to motherfuckers when they're wrestling and they're in their fucking drawers and they're fat as fuck. To me, I don't see a difference. You know what I mean? There, there becomes like a lot of pass. Everybody gets a pass. Everybody's just allowed to just look like shit and then they... What they do is they all pat themselves on the back. This is a big part of the millennial generation, too, is they all agree with each other. This is okay, right? Oh, no, it's more than okay. It's awesome. And then fuck everybody who doesn't agree. But the bottom line is, is like, you don't look like a wrestler. I mean, like Jimmy Lloyd, he's a young dude. He's had enough motherfuckers tell him it's okay to look like a fat fuck. So that's what he's going to be. Like, Chris Hero looks like absolute shit. He got fired from the WWE for looking like shit. I think they brought him back to, to, to actually take money away from the Indies. I, I, I really I have no other explanation for why they brought him back other than to just remove money from the Indies that, that he was making for, for the indie companies. He's a great fucking wrestler. One of the best wrestlers in the fucking world. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck about his body. He's not going to be on WWE posters at any point. He'll be employed because he's a great wrestler. But he's holding his own fucking self back. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason why certain people wind up on the fucking posters. And people could shit on John Cena's this and he's a fucking asshole and he's fucking boring and he's this and that. The dude has done every fucking thing that he needs to do in order to make the WWE millions of fucking dollars. He sells every fucking rainbow colored shirt out there. The fucking dude is, is an ambassador. He can go to other fucking countries and speak for the company. He can fucking wrestle in the ring despite what motherfuckers say. I've seen him go with fucking AJ. I've seen him go with fucking, uh, you know, you name the fucking indie darling, uh, the CM Punks. He, he's he gone in there, and he's wrestled great fucking matches with these dudes. You could tell he they carried him. Whatever. I mean, believe what the fuck you want to believe, but, you know, the dude has made fucking money. And there's a reason why he's the guy. He's not just chosen and, oh, Vince's fucking boy and this and that. Call what you want. But he fits the fucking mold to what makes money, to what's marketable, to what fucking goes on a poster. And I know it's, it's cool to just be like, yo, fuck that shit. We just, you know, we just do it our way. And we, we don't need to be that. You know, We okay. I mean, that's the easy way to do things. I mean, I, I've seen lots of fat people that just go around life and be like, yeah, kiss my fat ass. I'm eating all this bullshit. I'm drinking fucking grease, I don't give a fuck, fuck you, kiss my fat ass, and they'd be the same motherfuckers, they'd be like, yeah, I got another heart doctor appointment fucking Tuesday, that's that's what they're gonna be saying at 45, and then it's just not cute anymore, then it's like, yo, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, um, I'm hoping that I don't have to get a triple bypass next fucking week, you know what I mean, like, yo, I got another blocked artery, thoughts and prayers, everybody, like and share, Facebook. I mean, get the fuck out of here. I mean, it, this is life is life. <laughs> life is legit, man. This you can't just fucking play shit off like it doesn't matter, and then have it not come back to you in the end. I mean, it, it it's it is what it is, and I'm I'm not gonna you know look. I'm not preaching what the fuck everybody needs to do or this and that, but just understand why I don't respect that shit. You know, and and if that's the life you want to live, certain people are gonna respect it. Again. You'll have enough people to pat you on the fucking back, hang out with you and pat you on the back and go, yeah, no, it's just good. Yeah, me too, bro. But, and, you know, maybe that'll be the motherfucker that's, you know, could drive you to the hospital or, you know, show up at your fucking hospital better. Yeah, I mean, I, it is what it is. Some people live long fucking lives eating like shit, treating their body like shit. Long, long fucking lives. Just hope you're one of them. But anyway, um, so that that's as far as like the weight shit goes and 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 i just maybe i i'm not even gonna say maybe i'm vain i'm not um i'm not attracted to dudes in in any way shape or form but um if i was i'd probably be more entertained by the shit that's going on in wrestling now but um i I don't want to see a big fat motherfucker i want to see an athlete look like a fucking athlete yeah i mean Like, I don't want to see a big, fat fucking point guard trying to make his way down the fucking court, stopping at midcourt, putting his hand on his knee, like, the one, putting his finger up, oh, one minute, yeah, I mean, trying to keep the fucking ball from the the, the defender, like, hold up, just (laughs) just let me catch my wind and shit. I want to see fucking best caliber athletes out there do, you know, and and, and there's big guys that are able to do, you know, big guy shit, there's a difference between big guy and just fat, fat. Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference. So, um, that's that. Um, There's also just such an overall top-to-bottom insult to the intelligence in wrestling. Um, Wrestlers have this thing where they want to protect the business, but not really. Um, For instance... Um, there's a lot of pretty standard ways that a match will start, a match will go. Um, some people will call it build. Some people will call it storytelling. But if you go to wrestling every fucking month, you watch it every week on TV, you're watching four, five, eight wrestling shows a month, even more. And you watch, you know, it's lock up, you know, uh... Shoot off the ropes, fucking drop down leapfrog you know shoulder tackle, you know what I mean, like there's a lot of just like the okay, going through the motions da, 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 doing this and this and this now, if we're gonna continue to watch, we're we're as wrestling fans, we're gonna continue to watch these same things month in month out, month in month out. We're supposed to also not be able to distinguish well-executed from non-well-executed. We can tell you that it's the best match ever, and we're qualified to do that. But the second we tell you you're doing some shit off, you don't know what the fuck. Stay behind the guardrail. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Unless you're in the business, you don't have any... See what I'm saying? So we can watch the same fucking routines, but we can't be negative about what we're seeing. So, I mean, if we're going to continue to see the same dance over and over, then can't tell you where this one was better than that one or even your own performance. Like maybe you did some shit this month. Well, the next time you did that same exact shit, it wasn't as good as the time you did last month. But if we bring that up. Get behind the guardrail, man. You're speaking out of turn. You're just a fan, you mark. So there's there's such a continuous disrespect towards fans. There's such a, like a talking down to fans, and and it's just again when you're younger, you tolerate that type of shit. When you're when you're near forty years old and you have three kids and you work six days a week and you're respected in every other facet of life, it's very difficult to walk into a building. And then start having people talk down to you. It's just, it's difficult for me. It doesn't work for me, personally. And it did back then. You know, Um, there's just, there's so many levels of, um, all right, here's another thing. Um, uh, The the wrestlers will, will tell you that, you know, hey, you know. To protect the business, da 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 da. But then they're talking about their match in front of fans. They're they're you could see them like working out the fucking match in front of fans. They they'll, they'll post on fucking Twitter, they post on Facebook, they post on Instagram pictures of them hugging and fucking laying in the fucking water, spooning their fucking buddy, and they're wrestling the fucking guy on Saturday. That fight feel is what brought me to the motherfucking show. That, that that thought that, like, you might not like that motherfucker. Do you understand, like, Chris Hero versus Eddie Kingston is one of the best fucking matchups I've ever seen. Because you knew, deep down, these motherfuckers hated each other. But they got shit together in there, and they fucking went to war. It, man, if as a fan, if you heard the day of the show, yo... Keep an eye on this fucking match. Those fucking dudes don't like each other. That's the best thing you could ever hear. The best fucking thing you could ever hear is these fucking dudes have heat. Now, you think these dudes might be fucking. That's, that's the fucking aura that goes into today's fucking wrestling. He might kiss that motherfucker in the ring tonight. He might do some shit where he grabs that dude's dick. And you guys could, you know, you can build it up like, oh, it's just funny. It's like part of the game. It's not fucking part of anything. It's part of your fucking getting over with your boys. You're working for the fucking guys in the fucking locker room, not for the fucking fans. Again, I'll say it again. I said it before. Nobody goes like, dude, did you see when he kissed that dude? That was the best kiss of the fucking year, man. Like, yo, that shit definitely topped last year's fucking, yo, Yo, that show where the fucking... That top fucking kiss shit went down last year. Yo, this shit blew it out of the water, man. Best fucking kiss out there. Those fucking dudes, yo. They made me believe that shit, bro. Like, they really, like... Yo, I I bet you they're getting down after the show. Like, nobody's hyped for that. Nobody. And the thing that's done it... At this point, they've done this over and over. They've done this... yeah. You know these spots, these these supposed comedy spots. It's it's such overkill, and they they've completely destroyed their fucking gimmick. They've destroyed their believability as a fighter. They're no longer a fighter. Sammy Callahan, great fucking wrestler. I don't ever want to see the dude wrestled again. The dude came out of WWE, started wearing silly fucking masks and shit. Just just wearing, like, dumbass fucking entrance shit. Like, oh, I'm just going to wear this silly coat, because that'll be my thing for now. And then I'm going to wear a cat mask. And then I'm going to just try to make out with dudes every fucking match. Like, that's not... The, the old Sammy Callahan was ruthless. That motherfucker went into matches and spit in people's faces and smacked them in the fucking mouth. And you were like, yo, that shit couldn't have been cool with that fucking guy. Like, he fucking... He used to piss people off, you know what I mean? And, I mean, if they were cool with every fucking thing he did, well, they did a hell of a fucking job playing it off like, yo, shit is about to get real. When he got got in there with fucking low-key, and low-key legit knocked him the fuck out, that was Sammy going at fucking low-key like he wasn't shit. Whether he got a receipt for that or not... Me as a fan won. I fucking won because I, I went there for a fucking, to watch a fight. I went there to watch two bad motherfuckers get in that ring. And that's what the fuck I got. I didn't get Sammy trying to make out with low key the whole fucking match. I got fucking Sammy trying to fuck low key up and show him I'm the new cat in town. And fucking low key putting him in his fucking place. And, and beating the shit out of him. You know what I mean? And, and there was a back and forth with Sammy got his shit in. Fucking low key was low key. Yeah, I mean, like this—this this is the type of shit that that made me a fan as a wrestler. Uh, it made me a fan of wrestling, I should say. Fucking get my shit all fucking twisted up. Um, you know, this—this this is what the fuck I got into as a wrestling fan is to watch shit go down, real fucking shit. Now, just because you know th- this is going on in this match and this is going on. it's flooded wrestling to the point where I don't give a fuck about any of it it wrestling as a whole has turned me off through these different things it just has it's it's you know if if i knew like all right uh, bill burr is my favorite comedian if every fucking bill burr show he he had started opened with the wiggles i wouldn't go to a fucking bill burr show now sure the main the, the main attraction man that that fucking that closer bill burr man he's going to tear shit up he's going to fucking make you laugh your ass off but if you got to sit through the fucking wiggles first nah you know what i, I don't i don't really want to be involved in this scene you know if your fucking favorite rapper is in the middle of a show Surrounded by fucking mumble rappers, well, I probably don't want to have to. I, I don't, you know. Hey man, I like that one dude, but I, I'm not gonna sit through this fucking show, and I, I really don't want to be involved with anything about this show because not only is this fucking this this mumble rap shit going on, I got a crowd full of motherfuckers that love that mumble rap, so I don't even want to be around these motherfuckers, despite the fact that the dude in the middle of the show is the fucking truth. That's what wrestling has become to me. I can't, I can't pick this out and say, this is my reason for showing up, or this is my reason for watching, because everything else that's combined and everything else that's brought into the same fucking show is a huge turnoff, and I'm out, I'm checked out, I don't give a fuck. Right now, you could bring back Masawa and, and put him up against fucking anybody. And I'm probably going to, like, I'm going to ask somebody about it. Maybe I'll get around to watching the match, but that's, it's not going to fucking draw me. And I mean, for his family's sake, if anyone can bring back Masawa, by all means, have at it. I'll check it out sometime. But I'm in no rush to watch any fucking thing. I see matches that I'm like, yo, that's a fucking dream. Uh, Omega and fucking Jericho. I'm sure that shit is awesome. I have no intent to watch that shit. None. And I'm sure it's awesome. I, I'm so fucking turned off from wrestling as a whole. Um, like I said, I watched the Gage Tremont trilogy. Um, you know, the the third part of the trilogy. Awesome. Crazy shit. There's always gonna be something that that annoys me. Uh let's just let's just talk um real quick, like the Nick Gage uh standing there with the fans talking shit about C Z W and this and that. All right. Nick Age is standing there with a bunch of dirty motherfuckers. And he starts saying this dumb shit. If I don't fuck you up, my fucking fans will fuck you up. Because these are bad motherfuckers. Like, first off, the majority of the motherfuckers could barely stand up right now. The motherfuckers has been drinking since noon. They eat like shit. They look like shit. They look like they smell like shit. And I've been around them to know that that's a fucking fact. Like, they ain't, You don't understand, like... They, and they believe that shit they're they're listening to this fucking this this bad dude telling them like you're bad motherfuckers too and they walk out of there like yeah i'm a bad motherfucker so what do you guys want white castle the fuck out of here slouch ass motherfuckers it's just again it's just an insult to my intelligence where it's just like dude I'm, i'm not gonna sit around for you to say that shit and, and for me to just go, yeah, I guess I guess he's right, yeah, there are a bunch of bad motherfuckers, like, get the fuck out of here. It's pandering, it's bullshit. And, and I'm just, I'm not with it, you know what I mean? I mean, there's just, again, it, it's a different age group, it's a different mentality, it's a different everything, you know? I mean, it, the, the, the people who are going to walk around as grown-ass men with a shirt that says gang-affiliated on it, that, that's not my type of motherfucker, man. Like, I just, like, if, you know, like, if you're a fucking thanksgiving and i'm sitting around and fucking your cousin walks in and he's got a shirt that's a gang affiliated on I mean, you this this fucking guy yeah, i mean it's i don't know to me it's just and again man i got i got many a wrestling shirts and i'm not saying that yo know, my shirts are so appropriate or anything like that i'm just saying like it it's just th- there's certain shit that just doesn't doesn't work for me anymore you know um it's you know and again like all right ccw they do nothing like they used to um they they do a lot of bullshit they do a lot of fucking just you know uh favor booking as far as um You know, wherever DJ wants to work, he'll bring those fucking people in. Uh, Sammy's the booker. Everybody from Ohio gets a job. He's like fucking Oprah, you know what I mean? Like, you get a booking. You get a booking. Like, he he just book every fucking buddy from Ohio. I just saw some shit where Dave Christ and them are putting up, yo, Scarlet and Grave School is open. So just guarantee that those motherfuckers, whoever is the first fucking ten students in that shit, that, that'll that be your fucking roster for czw in 2018 2019 you'll see some of these motherfuckers on this next cage of death you'll see motherfuckers next year's best of the best you know what i mean like it's it's just it, it's gotten to be just and and i mean possibly a lot of that shit was always that way possibly that shit was always that way because you could look at some of the stuff that you know the jeff rocker he he worked on czw because he was like a link through um he he something where he had a a building or he had a you know athletic commission in or some shit in delaware he did something shit for them in delaware so that was the reason jeff rocker was on the fucking show so but i don't know it's just i've just become less tolerant to just the dumb shit and and his fans were really supposed to dumb down and just deal with it and just be like, well, that's just part of the thing. Sometimes you get this, sometimes you get that. You know what I mean? Like, I had fucking... Um, like, with... um, All right. So, let's stay on CZW for a minute. So, back to my incident. My uh, my arm, right? So, you know, I go to tournament of death. I'm sitting second fucking row. I'm sitting second row behind a woman, a, a young girl... And, like, a grandma. I don't know who the fuck these people are related to. I don't know if they just live in Delaware over there. I don't know. What the fuck? Um, When I started going back to CCW a little bit, dabbling a little bit, um, they seemed to be, like, regulars on the front row. And it's, like, three generations of of chicks. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I said, young teenager, like, mom, and then, like, grandma all sitting front row. So they, they were sitting in the spot in front of me where motherfucker would have landed if they weren't out getting some of Tofiga's chicken or whatever the fuck they was doing. So they do this fucking spot. Alex Cologne, stupid ass has fucking barbed wire wrapped around his fucking boot. They do a fucking spot. And look, the, the, the fans, I'm not new to this shit. I, I've gotten out of the way of many a fucking things. The fans are fucking packed in. Yeah, I mean, the fans are packed into the fucking row. You might get one person out of the way to open up, like, a chair, maybe two-chair spot, which was exactly what was done. There was zero security back in the day, fucking two minutes before the fucking spot happened. Motherfucking security would be over there and be like, get out of the way, get out of the way. And you're looking at them like, dude, nothing's even coming over here. But they knew in a minute some shit was about to go down over there. There was none of that shit. There was, like move, you know, hey, you know, fucking, and, and you could tell, like, I already knew, like, he was getting backdropped into the fucking crowd, because Tremont standing on the fucking thing, on the guardrail, back to the guardrail, and fucking Alex Colon is fucking up the road, or you know, he, he, he's up, he's up a little bit, so, you know, he's gonna come running at him, what the fuck you think's gonna happen, so, I move close to my girl, so, like, all right, like, I mean, there's no way for me to go any further unless you file that row out of the fucking aisle, which would probably take help from security. Because, again, at at TOD, it doesn't really, like, form, like, solid fucking aisles. It kind of smashes into, like, a a section and it kind of merges into the next section over there. You know what I mean? Like, it rounds off. So it's not, like, straight square, like, you know, your row here and then it starts. I mean, they're kind of fucking everywhere motherfuckers got lawn chairs and fucking buses and uh, trucks with motherfucking uh, couches in the back, which I always thought was cool as fuck. Um, All of that shit. So, there's really nowhere for anybody to fucking go, and there wasn't any fucking security even trying to help shit go the right way. So Alex Cologne, with fucking barbed wire on his foot, has like one chair worth of space to fucking land, and he used a little bit more than that space. Understandably, because the, the, you know how the fuck is he supposed to thread the needle With that shit but why the fuck would you Dive into the crowd with sharp shit on your foot Because he's fucking stupid So anyway he does this shit I didn't even fucking realize Like it brushed my fucking arm and I didn't even Realize until I fucking looked down And there's blood just pouring down my fucking Arm first I see the little top cut And I'm like oh shit And, and then uh, Other people saw my fucking Shit wide open and was like oh Fuck I looked down, I was mad as fuck because it went right across my tattoo. Now, first thing that happens, fucking MLJ, who's been fucking wasted the whole show, slurring his motherfucking words, the whole shit. He comes fucking over with um Hamhead, Chris Grasso. And um they're like, Yeah, dude, He's like, you're right, and now MLJ is, like, debuting his fucking comedy act for me. You know what I mean? Like, my arm's wide the fuck open, and I, I, I'm not on your fucking roster. And this dude's going like, dude, why'd you fucking blade, man? And, like, I want to rip this fucking guy's face off. Because, again, like, I'm already sober. I'm not, like, in the, hey, let's fucking party together. This is a great time from ripping him over the fucking guardrail and breaking his goddamn face. Because if you think that would be an issue between me and and that dude, (laughs) you're pretty fucking crazy. That dude wouldn't stand a fucking chance. Especially shit face. He's fucked. You know what I mean? So I tell Grasso, get this motherfucker out of my face before I kill him. And he goes, who, me? And I'm like, no this motherfucker and I pointed fucking Jericho so he goes fucking scamper hamhead goes scamper into the back to get fucking help and and then he patted he later pat himself on the back to dude I helped you it's like walk into the back to be like dude there's someone profusely bleeding in the fucking crowd isn't like a fucking you know you're nobody's savior I mean thank you for being the guy who relayed the fucking message but like Just because that's the first time you jogged in fucking 10 years doesn't mean, like, you're my fucking hero. You can go fuck yourself. So anyway, fucking Maven or somebody fucking finally comes over. It's like, dude, you're right. It's like, look at my fucking arm. You know what I mean? So we go to the fucking back. First thing you know, fucking DJ sees me. Maven sees me. And I'm not sure. I don't don't know. maybe, Maybe Maven was the first one over there. Uh, I think Maven might have came over there to bring me to the back, whatever. But they see it's me, and the first thing they start going is, like, they're in the clear, and they're going, ah, it's J-Cat. It's all good. It's not all good, motherfucker. You just, like, my shit is fucked up. My shit isn't, like, nicked, man. Like, we I, – I brought motherfuckers to tournament of deaths that have never even seen deathmatch wrestling, and they caught, like, motherfuckers wore shorts and shit. You know, caught, like, a little piece of glass and was like, oh, dude, there's a little drip of blood coming down my leg. I'm like, oh, shit. Crazy, you know, that's why I was wearing shorts, you know what I mean? Fucking loose-ass boots, you got a fucking piece of glass and you got a thumbtack in there. If shit happens, you know what I mean? <laughs> My shit was like, there was probably like three, maybe four people. Nah, I'd say probably, all right, probably four people that wrestled that day that had worse cuts than me. Ricky Shane Page for sure. Alex Sloan himself, for sure. Um... And, you know, probably a couple more. Like, it was fucking open, man. Like, it, fucking open. So, they go back there. Alex comes back. He's like, yeah, my bad, man. That's that's the most I ever heard out of that cocksucker to this day. Like, I haven't gotten a fucking a Facebook message, a fucking, uh, any fucking thing. Any fucking thing from that cocksucker to this fucking day. Like, my fucking bad. That, that, that that's all I got was the day it happened, like, dude, my bad, like, man, it's just, you, you don't understand it, again, like, it's all cool, because it's J-Cat, you know what I mean, but that shit's not, like, there was a girl, a woman, and a fucking grandma in fucking front of me, and if it was their face, you'd be on the fucking news, man, you'd probably never wrestle again, but you take shit for granted because, yo, it's Jake, how to handle that shit. That, despite the fact that I can handle it, that shit isn't, like, part of the fucking gimmick. You, just because it says on the ticket, like, enter your own risk" doesn't mean you flay motherfuckers' arms open doing dumb shit. You know what I mean? It, it's just accidents happen, but, like, when you're that fucking reckless, accidents are going to happen a whole fucking lot. You know? Like, that shit is crazy. Um... So then it just became, like, real disrespectful where it was just, like, not only, like, they're, they're blatantly saying, like, oh, it's J-Cat, it's cool. Like, they, they have this doctor, I guess doctor, like, tape my arm back together with fucking whatever, band-aid, stitch tape, whatever the fuck. And then, like, uh, yeah, all right. So now, like, I go back watching the rest of the sh- Like, Maven's, like, at some point, he's like, yo, dude, we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll take care of you. We'll take care of you. So the Zandig angle shit start, happens, right? And they take whatever little intermission after the Zandig angle. And they got these fucking $2 fucking white t-shirts, the Zandig 2016, whatever the fuck he says. He comes up and hands me the fucking shirt, Maven. And he goes, here, man, I know you've been supporting a long time, j Well, supporting a long time. I mean, I think that's the least of our fucking discussion today. Yeah, I mean, it's important a long time, motherfucker. You better hand that shit to anybody else today that, that didn't get their fucking arm cut open. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you not asking me, like, what do you want, whatever. You're giving me the cheapest piece of shit merchandise in your fucking arsenal here. And you're going like, yeah, man, because you've been around a while. Like, not, not because of that, dude. You out of your motherfucking mind. So anyway, I end up getting home. Uh, I end up smartly going to the fucking hospital because those fuck, that tape was going to heal all my shit real fucked up. My arm would look fucking mutantly. That tattoo would never be the fucking same. Um, and I get fucking... Meanwhile, like, now, because the pictures are online and shit, I got wrestlers from the locker room. I got wrestlers that aren't in the fucking locker room. Message me, be like, yo, sue the fuck out of them. Yo, fuck them. Fuck that joint. Fuck DJ. Fuck CZW. This and that. People who fucking work there. Yeah, I mean, they should be kissing your ass, they should do this, they should do that, you should fucking sue them, shut that motherfucker down, da-da-da-da-da, all this shit, and so I go to the hospital, ends up being a fucking $700 bill, and DJ ended up paying it, he paid it in like fucking seven increments, it took him like six months or some shit like that, because he was paying $100 a month, so this is, you know, big bank DJ. Um, which, you know, look, I respect them for doing that shit, but this is what I mean, like the, the disrespect and the um, the insult to your intelligence. To talk to a fan who just had this type of injury happen as if it's just like, yeah, yeah, oh fuck, man, you've been coming a while, here's a t-shirt. Like, you must think I'm retarded. Like, you must think I have a fucking, like, a, like I caught a brain injury off of that shit that just happened. Because for you to, and Maven's not a dumb dude. But this is, the you know, really starts to sink in what they actually think of you. Like, what they actually view you as when that's the type of fucking treatment you get. And that's the type of acknowledgement you get after some shit like that goes down. You know, and I mean, it's just... It's some some pretty severe shit, and depending on who it happened to depended on how severe it was. Because, again, it happened to one of those girls, there would never be another tournament of death again. I mean, please, please explain to me how another tournament of death would happen if a girl ended up on the fucking news with a fucking, you know, four or five inch fucking wound on her arm, face, wherever the fuck. it it wouldn't, it wouldn't have fucking happened, that's one of those things, you know what I mean, um, again, it's not like, look, yo, fuck CGW forever, because that happened, but it's definitely, it definitely adds fuel to the fire of, like, these motherfuckers don't respect you at all, like, this is, this is some old bullshit, like, you don't need to be around this type of shit, because it's just fucking stupidity, even if that doesn't happen, the same level of respect, it it It's the same fucking level of respect that's coming through from these motherfuckers um let's talk about Danny DeMano um Danny DeMano um he was always a shit wrestler he he would wrestle some of the toughest motherfuckers out there um they would beat the shit out of him he would take all the fucking abuse they could fucking give him and, you know, you would respect Danny for that. You know, you'd be like, yo, man, low-key fucking damn near killed that dude. That fucking dude kept fucking showing up. I mean, this dude, this you know, you he would do some shit. You know what I mean? He he would go out there, and he would take a fucking beating from anybody. So that, that was kind of the level of respect I always have for Danny DeMano. But as far as his wrestling ability goes, this dude just fucking sucks. I mean, he, he, he talked about himself a lot of times, like, in a way where, like, he he, he kind of made a joke out of his own shit, you know what I mean, like, the hog splash, like, the frog splash, and all that shit, like, he, you know, he, he kind of seemed like he was, like, in on a joke or whatever the case was, but the dude, you know, over time has just gotten, he's, he got a really big head, and he really started believing his own bullshit, whatever fucking shindies that were booking him, I guess, gassed him up or whatever, um, yeah, he would do his little fucking shoot promos and I guess five, eight people would give a fuck and he, he would get this confidence, like he could rip people apart and shit like this. Like shit started to just get crazy. Um yeah, I went to the one show in Brick, we dropped that bitch on her head. Like, come on man, like what the fuck kinda of shit is that? Like there was and that was when J C W was still a family show. This is pre G C W this was Still a family show and he got on the mic and talked about all the all the boys in the back and all the you know, dudes that fucked her. And he like power bombed her on her fucking head. Just like awkward as shit. Like there's motherfuckers in the front row and there's just like wheelchairs eating popcorn with their fucking kids and shit. Like yo <laughs> no, but this shit isn't over with anybody here. Um, so yeah, I mean, like he just to me you always struck me as a dickhead, uh just for shit like that. Um So, fast forward to, uh, what the fuck was it called, uh, I keep thinking once in a lifetime, but that was the Onita thing, it was like a night of, uh, fuck, whatever it was, it was, date with destiny, I think that was it, and it was supposed to be Zandig Matt Tremont, Zandig broke his fucking back coming off the roof, and no one really knew that shit, um. He had already bailed on CZW and um, really shit They never even fucking explained that within CZW. They never made good on it. <laughs> it was like, So it was like a legitimate injury, but like he kind of just like bounced on fucking everybody. They could, you know, they could shine it up any fucking way they want to be like, no, no, we're, we're buddies. And like, you know, he's a bad motherfucker. And no, no question about it. Zandig's a fucking man, but um, he kind of just stopped returning phone calls for a minute and uh, bounced on all these companies. And then, you know, he, you know, he came back and, he kind of makes like his once a year appearance for the TOS and, you know, here and there. And, um, so he was supposed to be there. Um, well there was a lot of talk where that, that wasn't going to happen. Understandably. Um, even though he cut like a promo, like the night before or two nights before that he's going (laughs) to, it was funny too, because he cut a promo where he's like whispering, you could tell, like, his kids were sleeping in the other room. <laughs> He's like, dream on when I see you. I'm going to fucking <laughs> It's like You could tell some shit wasn't, uh, you know. Um, and, like, the lights were dim. <laughs> um, so, it comes up to, like, the day before the show. And we hear, like, Chris Dickinson isn't going to be there. Um, I had Danny D'Amano up. Um, or no, no, no. I think I hit Dickinson up first. And he's like, dude, here, here's exactly what happened. Like I'm getting X amount of money from every fucking company. Danny wants to pay me fucking less because he thinks that like he, he should get some kind of discount price. I told him you got to pay me what everybody else pays me or I'm not fucking showing up. Uh, that's not, uh, it's not negotiable that I'm just going to work for you for less than I work for everybody else for. It's not, you know, and and I don't think you can blame him. I don't think that that's him being an asshole. I really don't. So, um, there starts to be like, um, and he was supposed to wrestle Teddy Hart, which is a huge fucking dream match. So, you know, like if we're not getting Tremont versus Zandig, which you're still really up in the air about, we're not really sure if this is going to happen, if that's going to happen. Um, we're getting Teddy Hart versus fucking Chris Dickinson. Two of the most fucking controversial fucking loose cannon dudes on the fucking... Yeah, I mean, this is going to be some crazy shit. Um, so, Dickinson tells me, like, it's not happening. Now, rumors start to circulate that, fuck, man, um, they might get Leo Rush um, to be the, the replacement. And then I'm hearing uh, possibly Strickland and this and that. So I hit up fucking Demano and I said, hey, man, you know, any truth to, um, you know, um, Chris Dickinson not being on the show? I hear you guys maybe got Leo Rush or Shane Strickland. Those are great replacements either way. He goes, uh, don't believe everything you read on the Internet. See you tomorrow. So I'm like, sure, I guess Dickinson, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I already know because I talked to the fucking dude. But, again, the insulting the intelligence, it's as simple as, like, yeah, man, you know, things happen, we got a replacement. Just be fucking honest with your fans. So I show up the next day, and the first thing that happens, Danny D'Amano comes out, and now he's shooting on Chris Dickinson. Like, Chris Dickinson is a huge piece of shit coming through the fucking mic on uh, Danny D'Amano, and Danny D'Amano's going... Fifty fucking dollars is why he's not here. And it's like, first off, if you would pay the fucking talent your fans wanted to see the extra fifty dollars, that would make you the fucking good guy. Not paying the fucking guy when he gets paid everywhere else, and then dwelling on how little money it is, that doesn't make you the fucking hero. <laughs> that makes you the cheap motherfucker that didn't pay the guy that people wanted to see. Now, again, Shane Strickland's a great fucking replacement. There was nothing really wrong with the match. But this fucking guy decided he was going to start out the fucking show... burying one of the most over fucking guys on the indies. Like he was suddenly going to be the face now. He was going to be the face because he was going to shit on fucking Dickinson... because Dickinson wasn't there. But the fact that DeMano was there... now he was going to be the fucking man. So I just... again insult to the intelligence where i'm sitting there like fuck this motherfucker not only did he not book the fucking dude because of the 50 dollars, he fucking told me the day before don't even believe that shit and then shows up at the show like yeah i'm gonna bury this fucking guy and now i'll be the fucking man like oh fuck you like still what the fuck is this so um he he wrestles a horrible fucking ridiculous fucking match against Drew Blood where he put he's putting himself over all over the fucking place, he, you know. They they labeled it as a grudge match, and then after the match he's like, "I love you, I've always loved you." In the middle of the match he's going ultra violence, yes or no to the fans. Like, get the fuck! This is corny as shit. So, you know, I did a show where I talked a lot about all of this, and I, and I really just fucking went in on how I felt about that dude. Well, he listened to it, which, look, I, I'd never do a fucking show that I don't expect people to hear. I, I want people to hear my opinion. This is my opinion. That's all the fuck it is. And, and I'm one fucking dude. If I'm the one dude that says some shit about you, and that's the only motherfucker you hear that you don't like, the, the words of it's easy. It's fucking easy. A lot of the wrestlers say the same shit. If you don't like what you're watching, watch something else. Good. If you don't like what you're listening to, listen to fucking something else. There's not a reason in the world why you should keep fucking listening to me if you're not liking what I'm saying. So um at some point he uh he gets involved in I had been shooting um ringside for Jersey All Pro, which by the way, I was invited by Fat Frank himself to shoot ringside, um, on, like, I, I didn't beg for anybody, I'd never shot ringside at a wrestling show ever, ever, and Fat Frank invited me to, um, and I, and I couldn't have been, you know, um, more appreciative of that, um, when Fat Frank passed, um, I had gotten closer with Pierre through doing the tribute show for Frank and everything else, and talking to Pierre, you know, we became friends. And, um, he just was like, dude, open invite you, you show up anytime. So after Frank passed, I was, you know, I was going to be doing the, the Jersey all pro show. Well, at some point, Danny decides he's going to politic me. He's going to blackball me out of this fucking spot, which again, like, this isn't my gig. I'm not trying to fucking ring side shoot every fucking month anywhere or this and that. So it was just something that like, I, I thought was fucking cool. I was willing to do, and and it, to me, Jersey Opera was special for that because it just, you know, it was something that that I was offered to do, and, and look, again, like, I never asked to shoot ringside at CCW, like, there's been, like, a laundry list of assholes shooting ringside at fucking uh, GCW, including, like, Matt Wolf. He takes the worst fucking pictures in the world, and you guys let him inside the guardrail. Like, don't don't ever play yourself as professional if that's the fucking dumb shit you're going to do. He's he's fucking ridiculous. This dude, I mean, just go back to the conversation we had online. Just go back to that. Um, when it shows up in the memories, just fucking read through that real quick. Or go back to the show where I talked about it because I don't need to rehash it. Um, so, Danny starts fucking tirading at me, talking about, you didn't think you were going to get away with that stuff you said on the podcast about me, do you? I'm like, man, you know, what the fuck? Uh, like, what are you going to do? And uh, on on another motherfucker's post, he posts, um, don't worry, um, J-Cat's going to be going away real soon. Stay tuned. So I, I hit this motherfucker up. I'm like, the fuck is that supposed to mean? You threatening me motherfucker. Like you're threatening my fucking life. I'm going to be going away. What do you think? You're Tony Soprano. Get the fuck out of here. And uh, this is, I mean, I was just like this motherfucker. Like he's talking on some old wild shit. Like he's, he's assuring fans. Like this dude is going to be disappearing and shit. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? So I hit him up on that shit. And he's like, yeah, you did you didn't think you were going to get away with that. Just, just to let you know, like, ringside is all full and we need to keep fans on the right side of the guardrail again let's let's not forget this is the motherfucker to let matt wolf on the inside of the fucking guardrail get the fuck out so um i'm like yeah okay Uh, we'll see about that and uh so sure enough he fucking he uh he tried he tried to fucking politic me out of that shit and uh that shit didn't work and i was there um and then there, there was Hamhead situation where um, Chris Grasso um, talked a bunch of shit. And um, I, I definitely talked my shit back. A lot of shit was said online. This dude had a big fucking mouth, talked all sorts of wild shit. When I saw him in fucking Bayonne uh, at, at the the um, whatever the fuck show that was, the Jersey All-Pro show in Bayonne. Um, between Danny Demano and fucking Steve Mack because Steve was in with fucking Demano, and both of them had nothing good to say about me. Um, Monster Mack has always been very nice to my face, but no fucking secrets about it. He, he was not a fucking fan. Um, he, You know, they, they knew the whole fucking Grasso shit and they, they made sure Grasso was going to shoot that show. Um, Pierre didn't even fucking know about it. He fucking... I'm sitting there fucking ringside or whatever. He's like, yo, that fucking guy is here. He's like, whatever you want to fucking do, do what you got to fucking do. He's like, I ain't saying shit. If you knock this motherfucker's teeth out, go fucking do it. So I said, dude, you know, I'm not looking to get the fucking arrested, whatever the case is. So, but I'm like, yo, I'm hyped, because I'm like, fuck this, man, like, this dude has talked so much reckless shit about me online, I'm not one of these clown-ass dudes, again, I'm approaching 40, man, this is, this is, you know, multiple, multiple things is why I just don't want to be involved in anything that goes on with this, so, it, it turns out, like, all right, this motherfucker is, he's backstage, and, uh, or he's, he's downstairs, as it were, in the Bayonne building, and, um, The the other dude, he's like, yo, you want to help me set up my shit so I can shoot promo pics? He's like, you can shoot promo pics with my rig if you want to. He's like, you know, I just need help. I can't do, you know, one hand or whatever, you know, with just, you know, one person. So I said, sure, no problem. And he's like, oh, you want my wife to hold your camera or whatever? I'm like, yeah, all right. So now I start to do the math as, as we get, you know, backstage and... That's where Grasso is So as we get down there It's pretty much just me And fucking him And um, the other dude uh, As I start talking The other dude start back up Like oh shit I didn't I didn't know what the fuck is going on here And and I got in his fucking face And I confronted him on everything He said a bunch of dumb shit Like that was a long time ago Which again we were talking a couple of weeks um, That was a long time ago If I could take it back I would Um um, you know, what is beating the shit out of me gonna, gonna prove, Oh, like, you know, with fucking, like, water in his fucking eyes, his eyes are watery, and this and that, and, and I'm, like, seconds, like, all I needed him to say is one of those fucking things he typed out on the internet, one of those fucking silly ass things to say that he typed out on the internet, and I would have got arrested that night, I would have beat the ever-loving shit out of that fat, fucking, ham-headed asshole. He's a cocky son of a bitch. And he talks wild shit online like, yo, just fucking put that motherfucker in his place. He does what a lot of other punks do is they try to throw people in the line of fire. He he tries to tell other people like, go, just go get him. Go tell him to fuck himself. Like that dude didn't tell me to go fuck myself when I stood in his face. And, 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 And that's all I needed to know. When I walked away and I said, fuck it, it is what it is. I walked away. That dude was shook. Straight up fucking shook. Of course, now now his story has changed, and that's not what happened, according to him, whatever. I, I'm a, Again, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't need any of this type of shit in my life. Nobody else talks wild shit about me like him uh, in my face. He didn't talk any of that wild shit. It was what it was. There was a couple wrestlers down there, too, like sitting in a circle. It was like they were a little bit off because it was like, I guess, like side locker room type shit. I don't know. It was like. It was weird the way it was set up. It was like a couple steps down and there was like a little open space. And then, you know, right by the back doors is where they were setting up the promo pic thing. So it was what it was. And it was just like, he was fucking shook. And then as soon as he got back to the internet, you know, now he feels safe. Now he's fucking brave again. Now he's talking wild shit. So it it just, this is just, you know, it just compiles. And then there was, you know, the, the two sides, there was the two sides of things. And a lot of people got fucking reckless some people later on fucking apologize for jumping on that side, and, and and say, "Oh, dude, I was just trying to fit in," like legitimate, like they told me, like you, know, I was just trying to fit in with them and shit, and you know, and and like Matt Wolf was one of these dudes, um, that little um, Scotty Satiri dude, he was one of those dudes. And like, I haven't seen him again. Like I I don't go to shows. So I haven't seen this dude like in the flesh, but like as soon as he saw my boy, Jeremy, he ran up. He's like, dude, I don't want no drama and this and that. Like Jeremy's not the one you fucking worry about. So if you worried about him, I know you fucking worried about me. Yeah. You know I mean, like just dumb shit like that. And again, like, dude, I don't live this life, man. I live fucking, I work six days a week with animals. I got three kids. I love my fucking life. The only part of my life where this shit exists where I got just herb ass motherfuckers stepping to me and they don't, it's not in my face. So I'm either going to be Batman. I'm going to run around and fucking fight, fight my arch nemesis from the fucking internet. or I'm just going to fucking move on. Yeah. I mean, and and it is what it is because like, I can go, I can go to fucking shows and none of them are going to say a fucking word to me. Yeah. I mean, not a fucking one of them. Um, you know, again, I, I was at, you know, the Jersey All Pro shows and, the, you know, shit like that. And not a motherfucker came up to me. Not a motherfucker, including Damano, who said that I was going to go away and all this bullshit. He didn't fucking come up and make any fucking thing go away. He he made his fucking, he made his fucking bone structure go away in front of me. That much I fucking know. When he moonsaulted into the fucking guardrail and I was shooting that, um, that he made go away. Um, but, you know it's just there's so many facets to wrestling that it's just it's just passed me by it's just not it's not for me anymore um you know and, and I, i'm trying to think if there's anything i've missed i know that there's just um you know so so that's like like the motto you know what i mean that that's that's like how i feel about that dude and um you know it, it's just it's just like a little bit of fucking honesty. It goes a long fucking way. You know, when you treat another person like a human being instead of just like, oh, yeah, you're my follower. I don't follow none of you motherfuckers. I don't aspire to be any fucking body that's a wrestler nobody, man, I don't look up to anybody, like, the best wrestler in the fucking world, I don't want to be them, like, Kenny Omega, I think, is the best wrestler in the world, I don't want to be them, you know what I mean, Jun Kasai, best death match wrestler in the world, I don't want to be Jun Kasai, you know what I mean, so, just because, like, you're part of my entertainment, or you're something I see, or whatever, it doesn't mean, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm not on a lower level than you, like, I'm really happy with what I do with my life, so, when it comes down to another motherfucker being like, yo, you know you know they they talk down to you in a certain way that's that's kind of the way like wrestlers um operate and not everybody but there's a good part of it that talks to the fans as if they're on you know a different you know level intene- intellectually physically um it, it just seems to travel that route on a frequent basis so um you know there, there's still some things that i really do enjoy but it doesn't to me it just doesn't I don't know. It doesn't draw me anymore. Everything, as a whole, you know, pieces all put together has turned me off from from wrestling, you know, from the fans to um, you know, the promoters and the way that they talk to you and um, the way they did they even address you, you know, like this shit is just corny to me, you know. Um, John Zandig was a guy that like you know when he came out there and he fucking talked to you like. You know, you felt like he was letting you know The fuck was going on with his company Like, yo, you motherfuckers support this and that Um, this fucking guy was supposed to be here last month And, you know, look, I did what I could This fucking guy canceled his flight This, that happened Fuck that motherfucker Moving on That's a little bit different than, like, the way that, like, Demano handled the shit Where, like, he started going, like, yeah And this fucking guy does, like, apartment shows He does, like, private apartment shows And, like how's that shit going? And it's just like, damn, what the fuck, man. And I'm supposed to just sit around this shit and be like, yeah, I, I, yeah, me too. Like I'm one of you guys. Like just, this is not, just not me. And again, like, you know, back in the day when it was me fucking drinking with this dude, and that dude and smoking with that dude and this dude. And it, it was a good time. You know, it was that, that was something that was like, Oh, okay. You know, this, this is, you know, I'm getting what the fuck I showed up for. I, this is the party atmosphere and i'm i'm living that life. I'm not living that life anymore. At this point it's uncomfortable to to just go and be around a bunch of motherfuckers that I'm not around any other facet of life. Like I'm not going to see any one of these type of motherfuckers. I I go do a fucking uh Spartan Beast race. Um yeah, fucking 7-hour fucking mountain fucking obstacle race in April. I'm not going to see any of these motherfuckers on that on that mountain. You know what I mean i very rarely am I gonna see any one of these type of motherfuckers come and adopt a cat you know what i mean like i, I there there's no facet of life where these people even exist to me other than like the the wrestling and it's just like the it's not some motherfuckers that I want to hang with and i I'm well aware believe me i'm I'm well aware that there's probably a good amount of these type of people that are listening to the fucking podcast right now, so i I don't. I don't really know, like, what, uh, what avenue to take my podcast or what to do with it. I, I, still, I still enjoy following wrestling to some extent. I can tell you that I started deleting wrestlers from my Facebook. Like, like, I deleted the whole Ohio's for stealing shit crew. Because, like, one, like, I don't like gay entertainment. So, like, when they're spooning with each other in the fucking ocean... And they're, they're, they're fucking, like, they're doing their little workout videos where they're in their basement, and, and, um, and, and in between sets, they're, like, fucking, re- like, reaching around, like, Sammy's reaching around and, like, rubbing Dave's tits and shit, like, that shit did, that, I can't fuck with y'all, you know what I mean, that's not, that's not, that's not some shit that, and, and, like, you know, again, like, uh, a guy like Dave Chris, like his weight fluctuates like a motherfucker. Like one one month he'll show up and be like, Yo, this dude is fucking this dude's training his ass off. Look at yeah, look, man, he got himself in shape. All of a sudden this dude's got a muffin top and he's fucking coming out there and it's like, dude, I, I think y'all doing too much of that rub downs in between sets and not enough sets. Like the fuck is going what <laughs> the fuck is going on? You know, and, and then when it comes down to like, you know, stealing Masada shit, um, you know they they made a scarlet engraved shirt that's just like a fucking gas mask on it like Marcus Crane shit. It's just like what the fuck is that? Um, what would they did to, oh um they did a Starbucks shirt that said um give no fucks no fucks given yeah no fucks given. Well B boy made shirts last year that said no fucks given on it. He had no fucks given on, I think on his trunks. So it's like, I mean, and you guys have worked this dude. It's not like some shit like, oh, I didn't know that ex-. You guys know what the fuck you're doing. You're talented fucking wrestlers, but you still can't keep from just stealing other people's shit. It's just dirty, and, and I don't I like. I don't want to see these fucking people on my Facebook. I don't want to. I don't want to like on my news feed as this comes up, and I just like, this is fucking annoying. Look at this dumb shit, and I screenshot it and send it to five other people who agree with me, and it's like more and more. All I'm doing is using your page to fucking have another motherfucker go, like, yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Like, why am I keeping you on my motherfucking daily update shit? So that's some old bullshit. Um, I, I had to get rid of them because it's just, it just, again, it's just negativity. It's shit that, like, I don't want to follow what the fuck dumb shit y'all up to fagging off and fucking stealing people's shit. Yeah, what I mean, I, I don't want to see that shit. Um, and, again, if people are gay, they're gay, man. It's cool, but you you guys are, like, you're not even gay. Like, you're – I think you use wrestling as your way to be gay because you, you, you're not brave enough to come the fuck out. That's what I think. It, and I think, you know, because at any given point, you're just like, nah, man, this is just for show. This is just to be funny. Like, we're just – it's just fucking around. Like, it's just wrestling. It's not – it's not real, like, gay. Like, I know I was spooning him in the ocean, but that's not, like, real spooning. That's, <laughs> like, that's just, like, picture for wrestling Instagram spooning. That's not the same as, like, almost fucking a dude. That's, like, that's, like, pretend fucking a dude. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I can't fuck with y'all. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm a grown ass man. Like, I, I don't, I can't tell the difference between what the fuck y'all talking about. Um, David Starr is another one. He's just, he's a great fucking wrestler. But he's just a sensitive, fucking uh, millennial, uh, attention-grubbing, just, I I can't stand this fucking dude. He cries and cries about this fucking Matthias Glass dude. And then fucking last week, or the week before, he wrestles Joey, and they use a fucking barbed wire menorah. Get the fuck out of here, man. You you know, you're high and mighty, you're defending your religion, you're this, you're that, but then, like, you're using, like, a menorah and a fans bring the weapons match. You so you so stand against fucking anybody shitting on your religion, this and that, and then you use, like, that, you know, a religious symbol as a fucking prop in in, in a wrestling match. Because it's okay if it's you. It's okay if it draws attention to you. But if it's somebody else doing something in a comedic sense, then it's fucking hate speech. You know, and it just this is again this this millennial bullshit where like a bunch of people get together and be like, no, you're right, no, you're right, you're always fucking right, you're fucking right, so that nobody could tell them shit. Now if anyone goes like, dude, you're being a little fucking sensitive. Okay, an- anti-Semitism is just not a big deal anymore. <laughs> it's like, dude, what the, who the fuck said that? This dude went out in the fucking ring at Cage of Death and said. Just to piss you guys off. Happy Hanukkah. It's like, well, first off, Judaism isn't a fucking heel gimmick. Like, it's not, that's not like saying fuck the Eagles in Philly. That's like, that's a a religion. Like, who the fuck, what are you talking about? It's just, like, I don't want motherfuckers like that on my feed. Like, I don't, I don't want people on that, like, just showing up on my screen every day with their shitty opinion and their fucking high-and-mighty bullshit and they're going to cry about what they're offended about these days. I don't give a fuck. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, I know dudes that fucking said that him and David Starr would fucking sit and quote fucking lines from Blazing Saddles a couple years ago. That was the funniest shit in the world to them. Now, look, Blazing Saddles was a hilarious movie, it, but it was a Jewish guy... Who made a movie mocking slavery. That shit's funny, but it's not funny if a fucking guy who's not Jewish does Jewish fucking humor in the ring. Get the fuck out of here. I I don't have time for you in my fucking life at all. Go wrestle, whatever the fuck. You're a great wrestler, but, you know, it's just who gives a shit. Who gives a shit about any of these people's opinions at this point? So little by little, I'm going to know less about what these people are doing. Because the ones that annoy me, I'm just getting rid of them. I mean, there's there's a handful of wrestlers who I, I respect who they are as people. And, you uh, know, I and I enjoy their conversation online. So those people will always be part of my fucking social media or whatever. Because, you know, there's people I, I haven't fucking seen them in years. And, you know, I still touch base with them on a regular basis on there. And it's, it's you know, it's good conversation. You can tell they're good fucking people. But some of these motherfuckers just live retarded lives. And, and they all just, you know... Pat each other on the back and um, justify each other's behavior. And then just like, yeah, man, like, what the fuck, man? If you don't like it, then you're an asshole. Like, whatever, dude. It, it is what it is. Um, uh, GCW as a whole. um, these, these motherfuckers, man, they are putting on the fucking best. Uh, this is like, if I were to still be the fan that I was, um, GCW would be the place I'm going. Um, and again, I just told you how I feel about the mono. I hate fucking Brett Lauderdale too. He's a piece of shit, but, um, and I'm not going to go into the whole Brett Lauderdale story and it just, it's just, it just I, I'm not going to spend this whole fucking thing talking about every situation that's ever happened with me with, uh, people on the show or whatever. But, um, it, look, I don't like either one of those dudes, but they're, they're delivering what the fans want to see they're picking up with CCW drops and they're fucking running with it. And I can't blame them one bit. Um, yeah, I don't think that there's much structure to the shows. Um, you know, it really shows like the wrestling minds that's behind the company because there's no structure to it. There's no build, there's no story, there's no anything. And to just put on dream matches is fine. That's definitely another way to run a company, but you know, they do kind of shit on their own product. Um, like the, the one match they had, um, who wrestled him i think it was cody rice and um sexy eddie maybe or cody rice and somebody um they had a great fucking death match great fucking death match i was like dude never seen this fucking guy before and you know i don't like fucking fat dudes in the fucking but this dude he performed his ass off out there um by the end of the show, I, I again, I, I'm having a hard time remembering. Maybe it was Sexy Eddie. Maybe it wasn't. Um, I'm having a hard time remembering who, who was it was that even wrestled. And this fucking dude did some wild deathmatch shit. So, the fact that that just got lost after entertaining me completely got lost. Because that card was so full of deathmatches that it was just like, oh, that doesn't even matter anymore. Those guys have lifetime fucking scars and people will never even remember the match because you know it's just it's everything is o- overshadowing each other Um I don't know it's just it's somewhat overkill Um, is what it is again I, if you're a fan that's attending and paying 20 hours 30 dollars, whatever the fuck it costs these days I mean it, there's no way you're not getting your money's worth I just think it, you're not doing even the wrestlers justice as far as you know just allowing their shit to live on um you know, it is what it is. Um, I think, uh, they're going to have to find a building coming up. So that's, I mean, that's a whole nother challenge for that company. Um, but man, they're booking the fucking best talent out there. They're putting together dream matches. And, um, if they find a place that they could still do the wild shit that they were doing, because I really don't think Blackwood's going to be the place for it. I think they're going to have a big problem with that, especially with CCW next door. Um, but I guess we'll see. Time will tell. But either way, like um, like I'm saying, I, I just I don't have the fucking love for it that I did before. And it's it's for the reasons I, I explained. It's the insult to the intelligence. Um a lot of it is just repetitive to me, you know. Some of the guys who are over with me, I'd say, and um, you know, guys I'm I'm a huge fan of and, and the the guys that if there were draws for me, my draws would be um, my guys who would be a uh, draw to me would be Loki has always been one of those guys. Loki is is the dream match guy where it's like, you know, you, you see a bad motherfucker, you see someone you're really entertained by and be like, oh, let me see him versus Loki that I mean, that's like the fucking guy uh low key's always been one of those he's never really lost that that uh, momentum or that spot. schlack is the fucking guy as far as death matches go i mean his fucking over the top personality his look his fucking he's a nutty motherfucker he he's one of those fucking guys. darby Allin is a guy who reminds me of an old school c z w guy a fucking bump off a balcony guy crazy fucking spot guy um you know, and, and a great fucking in-ring wrestler. He's another one of those dudes. Um, Dickinson, fucking top-notch fucking wrestler. Controversial, does wild shit. Um, you know, Masada, bad motherfucker. And Masada's a dude who is real and hasn't stopped being fucking real. He's not going to play that bullshit. He's not going to do a bunch of dumb gay spots in the fucking ring. He's not going to ruin his fucking gimmick online. He's not going to destroy his fucking character just for the sake of something funny between him and another dude. Um, You know, he, he stays true to him's fucking self, and you can't find too many fucking people out there like that. Eddie Kingston's another guy. Who, who have always fucking enjoyed his his stuff one of the best promos in the fucking business. I'm not gonna go through this and just just name every wrestler i like there's there's a lot more than that, but um i mean those those are a couple guys you know that that you could put up against other people and it it's an immediate draw to me where I'm just gonna like yo i I wonder what's gonna happen there um, so yeah it's it's just, it's different to me. And and I know, you know, it just comes off just like cliche at this point where just, you know, I do the shows with Shaheen and I just go, yeah, I don't watch wrestling and stuff like that. And, it, and it's kind of funny to me, too, because I'm doing a show about wrestling and I don't watch wrestling. But it, it's gone to such a deeper level to me that, like, if I never watched another wrestling show, I wouldn't be sad about it. It, it honestly, it's it's behind me. It's, it's, it's not what it was. It, it's just... It's not the form of entertainment. And the thing, too, is my time is precious. Not to sound like a dick, but like, yeah, I, I work nine to six fucking six days a week, which I always have. But look, I, I got time with my kids. I, you know, I, I, I go to the gym. I train. I, you know, by the time I get home, I eat fucking dinner and stuff like that, I got like two, three hours to fucking do anything entertainment wise. And, um, then it's bedtime and it's time to go to work the next day so do i want to fill that that small gap of time with wrestling and and more often than not lately the answer has been no um i've had people send me like here watch this show you know whatever and it's just it's it's the time investment it's not even you know the financial investment like i said people have here you know Borrow my subscription, you know. <laughs> just fucking sign into my account and watch whatever the fuck you want. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, but uh, I just I, no. Um, I, I'll also tell you another thing that was always a huge draw to me, and definitely definitely helped fucking take me right out of the fucking game was um live. I, if I could watch a fucking live i pay per view on a Saturday night and I'm not doing anything, it's a possibility. You know, CZW is one of those that would draw yeah, would draw me. GCW is one of those fucking things that would draw me. Yeah, I mean, but if you guys aren't going to run a live eye-pay-per-view, once it's already happened, for some reason, my interest goes to fucking zero. It goes from like, you know, maybe 60% chance that i watch that shit on live eye-pay-per-view. And then once that shit's happened, I've seen results and I've watched the Captain Dave recap and I've seen a couple clips and this and that. I'm like, ah, I'm all set i don't know what it is there's still something about the live draw and i definitely don't want to be there live but because again like the 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 live experience isn't for me anymore and um you know there's that little bit of like yeah i'll fucking watch this shit if it's going on right now but not uh you know not later on it just doesn't appeal to me so um these are a lot of things that just um that has taken me away from it um You know, and there's other things too, you know, the, the, uh, the personal life stuff that some of these guys get into beating women and, and, uh, again, like the just excessive drug use and just like this shit like that, where I just, I can't. I can't then turn around and support them like, yeah, man, that's that's my fucking guy right there. Let me wear that fucking guy's shirt all over town. Yeah. Remember last night where he said he ate fucking three bags of Cheetos and fucking chased it with a bottle of fucking uh Jägermeister? Like, yeah, that's my fucking guy, man. I'm gonna wear his fucking T shirt everywhere. Like who gives a fuck about that dumb shit? Like, I don't know. It just it's it's not for me. And it's um obviously it's it's a younger person's sport um it's it's a younger person's form of entertainment because when you're in that teen early 20s you know even early 30s you know if you don't have kids or anything like that to just live that like party lifestyle and shit wrestling really goes hand in hand with that wrestling uh as crazy as it might sound to some people wrestling does not go hand in hand with maturity it doesn't it just really doesn't uh i think the more mature you are and the more um uh, more of a normal regular life that you live the, the more that 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 wrestling lifestyle that uh you know that hang out that drink that party that you know that know, something about it and, and i mean you don't have to party to attend the wrestling shows but there's a little bit of that mentality that goes along with it and um i don't know it's just it's, it's not for me anymore um a lot of this stuff it just you know i see the way that um some of this stuff is pitched and it's just like dude like you know as as a wrestler wrestling promoter all of that your job is to sell your product but you can see like all right it's going to be fucking i'm trying to think of an example uh you know 75 year old fucking you know wrestler you know, 58-year-old fucking wrestler from yesteryear versus one of the new hot stars from today. And then they're pitching it as like, fucking, this is going to be epic. This is going to be, really? <laughs> this is, this is, what. To... And, and again, like, I know it's your job to sell it. You have no choice but to fucking sell it. That That's, if you're not trying to sell the product you're selling, then you're not trying to sell it. Uh, you know, you, you have to you have to push it. You have to hype it. You have to pretend like it's the best thing going. Otherwise, who the fuck is going to believe in it? So I get it. But, you know, as you get older and you get a little bit more realistic about what you feel like paying for, you look at some of it like, ah, get the fuck out of here, dude. You're not selling me that bullshit. So the more of that you hear, the less of, like, the dude's word you could take seriously because he's just tried to sell you some bullshit. But, again, like, I don't blame him because that's their job. Um I, I think I'm gonna wrap this up. I've talked for long enough. I'm actually gonna talk to a wrestler tomorrow night. I'm gonna talk to Marcus Crane, one of the craziest motherfuckers in the business. Um so I definitely like to talk to him and you know see what's going through his mind. <laughs> what's making him do some of the wildest shit you got some of the craziest shit that's going on in deathmatch wrestling. He seems to be the guy to fucking step up to the plate to do every one of these fucking things from bird spikes to razors to scissors to fucking everything. There's deathmatch, bad motherfuckers that are like, I'm not going near that shit. And he is the fucking guy month in and month out that's taking that crazy shit. So I'm looking forward to talking to that dude. Um there's like I said, a handful of people that I'm still looking to talk to and and uh converse about. I'm gonna try to do a little bit more non wrestling shows. Um on, on the podcast, uh, and see what I could do with that. Um, just new shit, bullshitting about whatever the fuck. Um, I know he's going to have my show with Shaheen where we'll talk a lot more about wrestling. Cause he's attending it. And I could give you my opinion on just, you know, what I've seen in the past, you know, my feelings on booking this or that, or whatever case is, you know, um, just, just my opinion as, as a fan who had, um, attended and, you know, Followed for so long, like a lot of people say, like, oh, this fucking guy's commenting on things he's not even watching. Like, what kind of shit is that? Well, I mean, if you watch, just say like, if you watched uh eight seasons of a TV show, and then you stopped watching it, but people started telling you about all the shit that's happening in season nine, knowing the cast of characters and what's happened for the past eight seasons you could probably follow along just through people talking about it and give your opinion on how you feel about the direction they're taking in this or that, or what you feel about, a hey, like that sounds good. Or that doesn't sound good. So it's really that simple. I know it's very complex for people and it's very hard to wrap your head around, especially when you're simple minded, like some of these fucking wrestlers, um, you know, it, it's hard for people to even grasp the concept that you can have an opinion on things that you didn't sit there and watch it's just I know it's very very difficult but you know some some parts of life are a little bit more complicated than others um what can you do um I am uh, going to finish watching this fucking Atlanta Rams game I cannot wait this is another group of dickheads that I could do without in my life I cannot wait to tell every Eagles fan that I fucking told them so when the Eagles get smashed next week because Uh, there's just the largest amount of assholes wearing green jerseys that will fucking tell you that you're a fucking idiot and um, you have no idea what you're talking about, that this backup quarterback that can't fucking complete a pass is suddenly just going to drive them to the Super Bowl or even the NFC Championship game, which is fucking insane. It's, It's not possible. It's absolutely not possible. I know you like to dream a little dream. You like to fucking put something in that trophy case, but you could shit in that trophy case because that's about what you're going to have at the end of the fucking year. And at least you have something to look at. So um, do what it do. And not only that, I won my football pool this year, which I'm very fucking happy about. And um, that means that I know more about who's going to win a game than at least everybody in that league. Now that doesn't make me a complete expert, but winning that, definitely shows me that i know a little bit about who's gonna win the fucking game again i didn't go on fucking defeated throughout the season but picking every game through the season against another at least 15 20 people i knew more than all those people and i fucking won so i'm gonna go ahead with my opinion that the eagles ain't shit without carson wentz and they're gonna fucking lose My team went into the offseason as the hottest fucking team going into the offseason. Five straight fucking wins. Jimmy Garoppolo looking like the fucking man. We got a number 10 draft pick. We got the best offensive-minded coach in the fucking game going into his second year. Picking up momentum. I can't wait for next year. Go fucking Niners. And I think that's all I'm going to do for tonight because my voice is already starting to go. And I got to talk again tomorrow night. So, I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to you all later. Have a nice night. Check out the Hot Tag Podcast. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired is rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. i'm out of here i love all of y'all and uh shit you're all a bunch of fucking assholes you've been in the gym bro you know why dj hyde fuck you you don't have the guts to be what you want to be you need people like me i'll listen to your to your podcast and i'll find everything out you know what i mean you need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what am I make you? Good. Black cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to oh say because you keep blazing people. And I'm like, well, i got to <laughs> hear it now. You just know how to hide. I'm Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Choose a Chick Radio. Jesus! So, say good night to the bad guy I'm gonna tell you something, straight out of the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no food.